0: hello
1: it is fmc i am jeremy that is sp3 do i just shut up and let you like go the lakers are in the second round it happened we figured it would happen they did not blow it dylan brooks sucks and they got the warriors sp3 this is a big big second round matchup i know you're feeling good about them being in the second round but They're facing the defending champions. They're facing a man who just dropped a 50-piece on the Sacramento Kings. How are you actually feeling about things, SV3?
2: Good morning to the FMC community, a.k.a. LMC Laker morning chat. It is 5.38 in the a.m. in Los Angeles, California. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a good day here at the LMC Laker Morning Church, actually. That's what we're gonna call it now. Laker Morning Church. Um, <laughs> it actually, is a good, really good. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good day because our Los Angeles Lakers is in the second round. You know, it was it was it was a long road, ladies and gentlemen. It was a long, 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 long road starting off two and ten two and 10 only team all time since like the 1970s to start off two and 10 in a regular season finish with a winning record and make it past the first round and you know you know by God by God by God Anthony Davis and let's talk about Anthony Davis this morning ladies and gentlemen because Anthony Davis proved himself to be all day. All day. He wasn't always disappointed. He wasn't always disappointed since the last episode. No, 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 no. Game five, you know, I told y'all what was going to happen. I had people talking trash to me Uh, after game five. Like, you guys overlooked the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, you want to just bypass the fact that last week on this show, on the LMC, on the Lake of Morning Church, I told y'all. I was like, we're gonna let the Memphis fans, we're gonna let them feel real good. We're gonna let them feel real good. You wanna say you gotta say it like Halle Berry in that movie with Billy Bob Thornton before Billy Bob Thornton put the put the thing on her. He was she would like to make her feel good. Yeah, we had to make them feel good in the Memphis Grizzlies. We had to make them feel good. And they felt real good. They blew us out. LeBron was just like, after the like this first half, he was just like, Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Have fun, uh, you know, whoop that trick, whoop that trick, because you know who's going to whoop that trick last? The Los Angeles Lakers going to whoop that trick last, and that's what we did. You go back, you go back, you go back to what the devil said, the devil in the post-game uh, press conference saying to the to the media, he was up here, the devil Brooks, he said, he said, oh, I don't respect anyone unless they drop 40 on me, and you know what my... Los Angeles. Los Angeles Lakers did. You know what they did lmc community oh they they dropped that 40 piece but it wasn't no lebron james it wasn't even a 20 piece like it split it up like it was giving like it was giving bread and fish to all the, the the people like jesus christ did no 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 he said oh the whole team is gonna beat you by 40 we're gonna beat you by 40 125 to 85 kept you under 90 points under 90 points in this generation of the nba oh my god oh my god that is that is that is it was unfathomable it was infallible in, in November, but we did it. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. We pit past the number two seed as a seven seed. We went past the Memphis Grizzlies, the greatest front runners in professional sports history. We made sure that they ate their words. Like they like the people ate the fish and the and the bread and the all of that when Jesus gave it to them. And you know, and you know, and you know, we gotta thank, we gotta thank everybody on the team. We gotta thank all everybody on the team. We gotta thank, oh, we gotta thank uh, Lebron James, Lebron James, the Jesus, the Black Jesus Christ of professional basketball, because he was the leader, the vocal leader, and he he walked out. He didn't even want to shake any hands. He was acting like it was the 2009 Eastern Conference Finals, but this time he won, and he walked out. He won't shake anybody. <laughs> we gotta thank, we gotta thank Anthony Davis this, who was, who was at the gates of the pearly gates, and he was blocking all them shots at the pearly gates. He was like, none of y'all devilish, y'all devilish sinners, y'all Memphis sinners are gonna get in the pearly gates. No, 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 no. Anthony Davis was like, here, block shot, 26 block shots. You know, he had more than the Defensive Player of the Year. Anthony Davis didn't even get a vote for Defensive Player of the Year. He should've, because he outperformed the Defensive Player of the Year. Ladies and gentlemen, J. Uh, Triple J, he didn't bring it like, like Anthony Davis. Oh, no, no, no. So we got to thank Anthony Davis, and he was the difference maker, the MVP of the series, because his defense was impeccable. It was immaculate. We got to thank Rui Hashimura. Rui Hashimura. Rui Hashimura coming off the bench, using his length to help out the defense. We got we to gotta thank the other defensive experts. Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt. He is built to play defense. He is built to be on the Los Angeles Lakers. And he is built to guard any guard in the NBA, including John ja Morant, Desmond Bain. It don't matter, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta thank D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. You know, you know, he was before he was he was he was breaking up happy homes. On social media, ladies and gentlemen, but you, but you know, he's a reborn. He was reborn in the light, in the light of the purple and gold, and in the light of the purple and gold, he dropped 31 on the Memphis sinners, on those Memphis sinners, on the Devil Brooks. He did it all. He did it all. He, he was, he was not even scared of John Morant pulling up with the Glock, pulling up with the gang, pulling up with the block. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was. Wasn't scared of any of that. He was hitting threes. Like it was it was something that you had to get into the Hurley gates with. And then you had D- Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, former Oklahoma City Thunder Great. Yes, I see. I, I talked to my community. I talked to my community, Jeremy Lambert. He likes that. He likes what I say. He's a he's an OKC Thunder legend. Yes, yes. And he was playing the defense or Rant. He was not afraid of Jabba Rant coming with the Glock, coming with the Block, calling with the Gang, calling with the Bang. He wasn't scared of anything. He wasn't scared of anything. But you know what time, it is. You know, you know what time it is. You know what time You know what time is. You know what time it is in Los Angeles where it's now 5.45. 5, 4, 5 45 a.m. a.m. Pacific. Or you know what we're talking about in in New York City where I'm at, where it's 8 45 a.m. Eastern in the Central. It is 7:45 a.m. Central in the in, in the UK. I was there for a couple of months, and we have a lot of Los Angeles Lakers fans. I was able to get all this stuff for cheap in Los Angeles in, in the UK. In the UK, it is is 1.45 PM. M-U-K-G-M-T, as they say. I'm hitting all the coasts, all the everywhere's because you know what time it is? It is time to thank him. Him. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like... Flowers before he, and you know, he was like a flower. He was like a flower. He just bloomed. He bloomed once we get to the playoffs. Open up to the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness. The sin and sadness is the Memphis Grizzlies. And drive the dark of doubt away. Drive it away. We don't even remember two and ten. We don't even remember it. No, no, no giver of immortal gladness. Fill us with the light of day. And that light is the billet hole. It's the billet hole. The heir apparent to Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Uh, Austin Reed. Austin Reeves, With thank thee. With thank thee. Austin Reeves, With the euro. With the, with the, with the euro. With the euro. With the, euro. With the, with the Oh oh you saw you saw you saw the you saw, you, saw, you, saw, you saw the celebration with LeBron. It was here, like oh he, he was he was like you know what I did? I stepped to the I stepped to the right, then I stepped to the left and I was euro. God this is some map of And you know and you know what they saying? You know what they saying now, Jamie? You know what they saying now, LMC community. You know what they saying now? Oh the Lakers. The Lakers just got past Memphis Grizzlies cuz they got no playoff experience. They got no playoff experience, you know. You know, unlike our our opponents in the second round in the Western Conference Semis, they say they say, oh, they they got they got by a real they got by a real challenge. They went to Game Seven with a team with checks notes, no playoff experience. Just saying. Just saying, just keeping it real. Just keep it real. Just putting it out there. Steph Curry, I give you credit. I give you credit. Light skin. Light skinned. Light skinned Jesus. You know, you got different levels of Jesus. You got the black Jesus. You got the peach Jesus. I used to color my, my Jesus peach when I was in religion, when I was in religion class, when I was in like second grade. And then, and then when I got to like, when I got to like fifth grade, I was putting, I was putting them brown because you're brown like, like LeBron James. But you got light skinned. Jesus, light skinned Jesus. Stephen Curry. Dropping 50-piece. Dropping a 50-piece in Sacramento, in hostile territory. One of the greatest Game 7 performances of all time. The the most points ever scored in a Game 7. I give you credit. I give you credit. We've been down this road before. It's in a long time. And since we've been there, I don't even know the words to this song because I didn't plan this. No! We've been down this road before. LeBron James and Stephen Curry, one of the greatest Rivalries, one of the gravest rivalries in the modern era of the NBA. But you know what? Are we gonna say in Los Angeles? You know what they're gonna say in Los Angeles, you know what they're gonna say all over the world. Steph Curry, Seth Curry, Del Curry, Curry Soup, Curry Chicken, Curry Man, Lakers in Five. Legacy 5. You know what they're gonna you know what they're gonna say in New York and the UK, all the of fans wearing the purple and gold, you know what they're gonna say. Clay Thompson, Michael Thompson, Tessa Thompson, Emma Thompson, Tom Thompson, Legacy Five. <laughs> Legacy five.
3: Legacy five.
2: Legacy five. You know what they're gonna say? You know what they gonna say with GMBN. you in know, Ohio. You know what they're gonna say? You know what he goes? Draymond Green, Seth Green, Tom Green, the Greens, Green Anchors, the Green Mile. Legacy. Five. Legacy five. It's a good day in Los Angeles. My lord, my lord. We ready for the second round tonight. 10 p.m. Eastern time. 7 p.m. Pacific. We gonna bring it down in the North Cow, SoCal cow versus No Cow. It's gonna be a hell of a season. It's gonna be a hell of a series. It's gonna be a wrap. Whoever wins this is winning the West, and it's all about <laughs> legacy.
1: i don't know why we continue this show after (laughs) i really don't (laughs) oh my god i'm crying over here (laughs) oh shit (laughs) all right this was like 12 minutes ago when you said this and i did didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to interrupt because I knew you were going and, you know, Lord be it for me. Lakers Lord be it for me to interrupt when SP3 gets rolled. This man dropped the damn monsters ball reference with Halle Berry and Billy Bob Thornton. Do you know how many times teenage me watches this scene? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, know, I know I know, the dialogue for that scene because I watched it way too many times as a teenager. I was like, oh my God. Halle yeah. Barry, <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> Allie Barry's just getting railed in movie this? with B- Bad Santa? What is Bad Santa
1: doing to this one? Oh my God. I have not thought about that movie or that scene in so long. But when you said it, I knew immediately what the hell you were talking about.
2: (laughs) I need to open a window. I'm hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: Oh my gosh. Oh, shit. What are we doing on this show? What are we doing on this show? oh man <laughs> great profile picture i i get confused on twitter now with your profile picture because it's dylan brooks his salty ass is there.
2: i had to i had to i saw that picture i was like i was like oh man i gotta i gotta put this up i haven't changed my profile picture on my twitter since i started it But I had to for that. And I changed it on Facebook, too. I had had my sister. My sister was like, you a fool. She just messaged me once I changed the picture. She was like, you a fool for that. You're wrong for that. And then I put the whole, the whole, Sam Curry, Del Curry, Curry super. she's like, she's a Golden State Warriors fan. She just put the wow emoji and then messaged me, messaged me like a GIF of somebody just shaking their (laughs) head. Oh, man. Oh, all right.
1: I never know where we go after S 3 does that to start the show. I never know where we can go from there. Let's try. I, I promise the the title says it, an unbiased Lakers and Warriors for you. I feel you're being a little biased with Lakers in five here, S 3 I, I am. Do you have unbiased thoughts on this series?
2: Uh, we are we are versing a totally different team than what we first in the first round ladies and gentlemen yes. because uh, golden state warriors can hit threes like once we uh, protected the paint against the memphis grizzlies didn't allow them to get into the paint too much and we were cleaning up the boards it was a totally different story i think that this one is going to be much closer Either way, I, I'm honestly good. Of course, I can't do this this uh bit of the, the Laker Laker morning church uh after the Lakers are eliminated, and I want to keep going with this because this is like my favorite thing to do. Like I look forward to it, and then I showed my missus last week's uh bit, and she was just like, Oh, can I you should be a preacher? She was like, I could dress up like a oh, preacher's but- wife and wear pearls. <laughs>
1: The wife, the wife texted me and she said, Tell SP3, I listened to him driving the kids to school through the lawn, back home, in the house, got and sit on the couch. I like she knows when we do this show and stuff. And she she uh takes the kids to school, like right when we're, we're about to start this show. I was like, Oh yeah, I got the show to do. She's like, Oh, and like she knows when the Lakers win, what's up with the Lakers and stuff. She's like, Oh, SB3 is gonna do his thing in the morning. I was like, Yep, he's gonna start. So she like she makes it a point to listen in the car while while you are doing. Is because she knows it's going to just be just tremendous tremendous bit and it truly is it truly <laughs> truly is
2: oh man
1: yeah it, the lakers I, lose. I literally
2: I I will say, I'm going to give y'all, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. I legitimately listened to Lauryn Hill's version of Joyful, Joyful. Oh, she
1: she messaged, she messaged, she said Joyful, Joyful is one of two songs I could still play on the piano. I was was laughing so hard when he started singing it.
2: I was like, I "I gotta listen to this before I do this.
1: oh man so good so good all right so yes the the bit will unfortunately not be able to continue if the if the warriors win you should have a very sad version of it though if the warriors win. yeah yeah of course i got to all right so what what is your unbiased prediction on this series unbiased thoughts on how the lakers match up with the warriors
2: Unbiased, I think that the Lakers will kill them on the glass. I don't think I don't think Cavon Looney is gonna be as oh, such a you. dominant a dominant force on the boards as he was in game seven, getting 21 rebounds. Uh I think that I think that Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, he look he looks like he turned the corner. He looked like he turned the corner and then and then he'll fall down and look at his wrists and 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 then the corner, he will go right back around the corner. So I'm gonna say unbiasedly because I gotta stick with my team though. Lakers in seven. Lakers I, I want, is- I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say realistically what I want to happen is Lakers in six because I don't have that much faith in the Lakers to win a game seven in in the Chase Center. But I'm gonna say unbiasedly, I think it's gonna be Lakers in seven.
1: I think Warriors in seven and it dumps in 3.75 um i think warriors in seven here here's where i i favor the warriors they got the best player on the court sorry to lebron james steph curry's been the better player in in the playoffs um lebron is still great not the scoring LeBron we've seen in the past. He defers a little bit more. There's nothing wrong with that. He, you know, if, if he's going to go off on the series, like I, I don't think he felt like he really needed to in the Memphis series, Memphis, wasn't Memphis, Memphis was Memphis, right? When LeBron needed to like get a bucket and shut Dylan Brooks the hell up, he got a bucket and shut Dylan Brooks the hell up. But otherwise he could let, let the other guys kind of do their thing. Uh, I do think we'll, we'll see a little bit more of an aggressive LeBron in this series, But Steph Curry is – I still think he's the best player on the court. I think he's been the best player, not not quite in the playoffs, but certainly that Game 7 performance was one for the ages. Uh, They're going to need something out of Klay Thompson. clay has been kind of hit and miss. Draymond's – Draymond, whether that's good or bad at this point. Uh, Kevon Looney's going to – but Kevon Looney is a different animal than whatever Memphis was throwing at Anthony Tafis. Memphis didn't have – especially with Adams out – didn't have the size. I like Jaron Jackson Jr. Completely. One, he fouls too much. Two, out of his element playing against uh, Anthony Davis out there. Looney and Draymond different animals. And and to uh, to uh, uh, Louis says best player not named Jimmy, which which is about fair. I assume he's talking about stuff there. Uh, yeah. To the to the Lakers, Anthony Davis different animal than Demontis Sabonis, who I actually like, but completely different animal out there. Um. But it's the the front court matchup's going to be a lot tougher for the Lakers in, in this series. Jordan Poole, is he's hit and miss and everything, but he's a guy who can still get you buckets. It's going to be a close series. Like I, I don't think this is going to be like a route either way. No. I think this is going to be a very tight series. I, I just I, I'm slightly favoring the Warriors and I'm slightly favoring the Warriors. One a little bit of experience. This Lakers team. Even though they played great since the trade deadline, it's still a team that's only been together since the trade deadline. And LeBron only been together since like the last two weeks of the season with everybody. At some point, they're going to face a little bit of like adversity through things. And it ain't going to be, let's overcome the Memphis Grizzlies. It's going to be, let's overcome the Golden State Warriors, a team that has not lost a Western Conference series since 2014. I don't, yeah, go go back and find when they lost the western Conference the series.
2: last time they lost a, t- a western Conference series was against Lob City Clippers
1: Chris yeah, Paul and
2: so. and Blake Griffin that's nearly <laughs> Paul, a decade ago
1: Chris Paul's had about 15 different playoff injuries and, and choke jobs since then to since but the last also
2: <laughs> also the last time they were eliminated from playoff contention who did it? The Los Angeles Lakers, because Not we beat them in the play-in. We beat them, in the, we beat them in the play-in. Uh, we beat Memphis, them in the play-in. It was Memphis,
1: though. It was Memphis that beat
2: them, like eliminated,
1: yeah. eliminated them.
2: But yeah. we we beat them in the postseason. That's <laughs> I mean, all that matters. Sure, that's sure. all that matters to me. It's really gonna for the Lakers. It's really gonna be about anthony davis asserting his his greatness in this series if they're going to win he has to be he has to find a way to be the best player on the court because that's what he was in the series against the memphis grizzlies despite lebron doing his thing we had five different players who led the team in scoring throughout the series it was anthony davis on the defensive end who asserted himself as the best player on the court and that was the difference for us winning that series he has to do the same because he's he's not versing the same Draymond from you know two three four years ago and Kevon Looney Kevon Looney is great on defense great on uh the you know the rebounds but if Anthony Davis can give him the business like we've seen he can then I think that we have a we have a strong chance to finish this series in six with the Golden State Warriors it's going to have to be someone besides Steph. I think Steph will go off when he wants to go off. He'll have tougher he'll have tougher defensive, uh, you know, defenders on him. In Dennis Schroeder, uh, Dennis Schroeder, I think it's going to be a difference coming off the bench and playing defense on Steph, and he'll run around with Steph as much as Steph wants to run around with him. Jared Vanderbilt, even though he's he, he's a front court player, he plays tremendous defense on guards, and I think he's going to be he's going to do his thing the difference for the Golden State Warriors is someone else has to step up whether it's Andrew Wiggins whether it's Clay Thompson they can't they can't shoot 27 like they did in game seven and then accept Seth to, to save the day against that was against the team like I said during my whole sermon that was against a team with absolutely no playoff experience unlike hey, the Memphis some Grizzlies, who had put a little
1: respect. bit Put some respect on NBA champion Harrison Barnes, okay? Oh Put some respect God. on NBA champion Harrison Barnes.
2: Man, he was he was a mole. He was playing for the <laughs> other team. He was playing and what after he lost he missed that shot in game four, he was playing for the Golden State Warriors. You you could you could you could, you can't convince Man, me otherwise. If
1: he if he hits that shot in game four, that's a completely different series, but it didn't hit it. It's a make or miss league.
2: Yeah. And it's gonna be about defending the three-point line for the Lakers as well. We our defense has to be top-notch, like it was against the Memphis Grizzlies. We can't give up open shots because the the Golden State Warriors, unlike the Memphis Grizzlies, they're gonna make those. So okay, like I agree,
1: I agree with that. And you know, Louis says the same thing. If the Lakers give up wide-open threes, they give the Memphis to the Warriors. They have no shot. This is factual, completely factual. How much of this is scheme, though? When it comes to Let's give Memphis a shot. Who gives a
2: fuck? Yeah, a yeah. It was brush? definitely. It was Fly definitely. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a defensive <laughs> lapse. Yeah. If Louis is thinking that we, we, we I firmly established in our Twitter exchange, Louis, you're just a hater. I get it. I get it. You're just a hater. It was a sad day for you, Friday night, and I was just trolling you with gifts on on social media, It's like, "How you doing? You you good? You good? Yeah." He's like, "You got to hate harder." I was like. More power to you. Yes, this, that's a sad, that's a sad mission. But more power to you because I'm gonna be here every Tuesday with the sermons. If the Lakers, <laughs> if the Lakers can come through and play the defense, I think it's gonna be a difference. Clay, I don't know. This is not the Clay Thompson from from He's all these. You literally, money. there was a debate on social media between Warriors and Lakers fan of who would you rather have, Clay Thompson or Austin Reeves? That is.
1: Money Mark makes a good point. Clay has to outplay Reeves, which seems kind of absurd of, okay, we just need Clay Thompson to outplay Austin Reeves, which, yeah, that should probably happen. But, like, that definitely needs to happen. If Austin Reeves is outplaying Clay Thompson in this series, I don't know how much of a shot the Warriors have because I expect consistency from LeBron James. I fully expect that. Like, maybe that's not 40 points, 30 points, whatever – Is going to get you 25, 8, and 7 or something. Like You're going to get a consistent LeBron James. Anthony Davis can be inconsistent, but he's going to outplay, I would think, for the most part this series, he's going to outplay Draymond. You're going to need Klay Thompson to definitely outplay Austin. If Austin Reeves has a better series than Klay Thompson, Lakers in five, because I I don't think the Warriors are winning if Klay Thompson does not have a good game. that was that was a very much a must win game for the the Warriors because that was a two two series. He was great in that game. He was really good in that game. So the, Clay can still do it. But he, yeah, game seven wasn't great. Everyone expected him to play great in game six. Like the Warriors as a team sucked in game six. I can't put that fully on Clay Thompson. Um, Clay definitely has to play outplay Austin Reeves though. And you know, will he? He's not the same Clay Thompson. He's still he's still good. He's still a very good player, and you still don't want to just like, hey, he's not the same Klay Thompson. Let's leave him open and everything. Man, still like people thought like down year, whatever. Still shot forty one percent from three this season. Okay, like let's not let's not act like the the dirt is on Klay Thompson and he's just completely buried. Still shot forty one from three this season. You don't want to leave him open. You don't you don't want to leave him open all the time.
2: No, you definitely don't. And we got to have Austin Reeves play in that kind of pesky defense that he plays. It's really going to be, I think, that kind of what what Steph can deliver, what LeBron and AD can deliver, that's going to be a wash between those. I think Steph is a monster right now, and he is worth two. He is worth both LeBron and Anthony Davis, what he wants to be. So that's going to be a wash. It comes down to the other players. It comes down to your Draymond to your Clay Thompsons, to your Andrew Wiggins, to your Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole did not look like he was very happy to be on the Golden State Warriors. And if it wasn't for uh, Steph pulling out a speech out of his out of his ass. Uh, I don't know if uh Jordan Poole would even got on the bus for game seven, the way he was acting after game six, pushing Draymond aside when he gets to, to the bench and stuff. It really looks like he's still not over what happened in the in the offseason. We talked about it on this show before how that would affect their chemistry, and it did affect their chemistry throughout the regular season, and it started to show a little bit in that game six, but All those four guys have to deliver for the Golden State Warriors to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. I think it's different than going against the Sacramento Kings. For the Lakers, it's also going to come down to the players that are not named LeBron and Anthony Davis, because that was a crucial point of the first series against the Grizzlies, was the fact that Austin Reeves came through. Rui Hashimura came through. uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell came through. Schroeder played great defense. Jared Vanderbilt played great defense. All those Players have to come through. It's gonna come down to a battle of the role players for each of these teams.
1: The defense is going to be a, a huge thing. Money Mark says Vanderbilt has to take advantage of the Warriors trying to uh Warriors trying to hide Steph on defense. That's that's definitely true. The Lakers defense is going to be a big thing because D'Angelo Russell, not a plus defender. Um and the Warriors offense, a lot, a lot, a lot. Better better than that memphis offense which just didn't yeah. do a whole lot like d'angelo russell he gave he gave the lakers uh good things um what was a game game five where he had a big fourth quarter um game four game five uh he had, he had the big fourth quarter and Hit that was crucial threes still, in still game not four. a still not a plus defender um yeah yeah he had a, he had a couple of big threes and the can the memphis the memphis offense especially their half court offense just garbage absolute garbage uh they didn't have Adams like setting screens or anything which which always helped job Dylan Brooks clanking everything unless Desmond Bain was going off like Memphis just had nothing offensively the entire team was clanking shots in that series Warriors offense not only better shooters all around just a better system a better understanding of just offensive schemes Uh, with with all their motion and and dribble handoffs and, you know, Draymond making plays out of the, the short roll and everything, just completely, completely different offense. And yeah, the Lakers defense looked good in the first round against a terrible Memphis offense, whole different story. Taking on this Warriors offense. Yeah. Louis says they're gonna test LeBron's foot, force him to navigate screens and defend on an island. Like that's no, they won't because they he's are. gonna be
2: guarding Draymond. He's gonna be guarding Draymond. He's not yeah, gonna be having gonna... to go through the screens that much. He Draymond's I mean, gonna he... be the one doing the screens. They're gonna they're they're
1: gonna uh they're gonna try to force switches and stuff yeah. though they're they're 100% going to try to force switches they're going to make LeBron guard all, a lot of this screen action because Draymond's a little guy setting a lot of these screens so they're definitely going to test LeBron defensively they're going to test the Angelo Russell defensively they're going to need Anthony Davis to really be out there and protect the rim but they're also going to offer some spacing that you know that Memphis didn't offer out there yeah. with, with some small ball lineups and everything, and so and that also, might pull also Anthony work. Davis away from the paint.
2: It also works on the other side of the court. The Kavon Looney's not going to be able to dominate the boards the way he is because uh, Anthony Davis is going to pull him out of the paint 100%. with, with yeah. his with his shooting. So, like I said, it, it's this is a this is a much more evenly matched series. I, I feel than people are letting on. I feel like a lot of the things that they they do with one another will cancel each other out, and it's going to come down to a battle of the role players and a battle of if a great defensive team in the los angeles lakers like they've been since the trade deadline can beat a one of the greatest offensive teams of all time in the golden state warriors but i will say i i, I did not give it enough credit Stephen curry uh we talked about this in the in the off season we talked about this after the nba finals he has firmly established and cemented himself as a top 10 all-time player. And I think by the end of his career, we might be saying he's the greatest point guard of all time, that he is he is a little bit better than than Magic Johnson. He might not do what Magic Johnson was able to do, but it's a different type of MVA. He's not the facilitator that Magic Johnson was, but all the things he can do at that position I think that he may go down as maybe a top 5 player by the end of his career, especially if they're able to get past the Lakers. I think that they the Golden State Warriors have a better chance than anyone to beat the Denver Nuggets. So, I think that they if they get by the Lakers, I think the Warriors are going to the Western are going to the NBA Finals.
1: Couple of things on first on Anthony Davis. Great defensive series. I mean, the man nearly had 5 blocks a game. Against the Grizzlies rebounding, absolute monster on the board against the Warriors need more offensively like 20 points is good. This is what he had against Memphis, 20 points per game, not bad or anything. I need him to get that up to his season average was 25 probably needs to be around there against the Warriors needs to give them more offensively against Golden State. De- like, he was able to just alter the game defensively against a bad Memphis offense. Like, fine, guys like Hachimura, guys like Reeves stepped up, were able to carry enough of offense against Memphis, who, again, doesn't have a great offense. And their defense for, for the regular season was very good. For the postseason, not not quite as good. And their defense just not quite as good in general with Ja on the court. Warriors, different animal on both sides of the ball they need him if he's gonna like when you talk about stepping up with Anthony davis and like dominating i need it more on the offensive end this series than the defensive end like i'm if his blocks slip to like back to two a game which is what he averaged in the regular season that's fine if his points per game go up because i he's gonna need a big offensive series because it's not that i don't trust like austin reeves and roy Hachimura to hit these shots and d'angelo russell and everything but they can be Reeves I think has some consistency to his game. I do like Austin awesome Reeves. Hachimura inconsistent. D'Angelo yeah. Russell very inconsistent. Uh I need Anthony Davis to do more offensively if the Lakers are going to win the series.
2: Yeah, like I said, I I think that uh the the combination of Anthony Davis and LeBron James going to have to average between 50 to 60 points a game in this series uh between the two of them. So however they want to split it up 25 35 uh 30 and 30 however they want to split that up that's what they got to have to deliver to come back the offense that the the warriors can bring us but I, like i said at the, at the beginning of this unbiased discussion the unbiased part of our discussion i'm good either way it's my team versus the team i picked to win the west so I think that this is going to be a great series, and like I said, LeBron James versus Steph Curry is one of the all-time greatest rivalries between two players. Because, uh, and and I will also mention, people want to mention, oh, Steph Curry is three and one against uh, against LeBron James in series. In actuality, he's one and one. It's one and one because he had Kevin Durant for two of those series. He wasn't the best player on the Golden State Warriors in two of those series. So they are really one and one. This is like the real tiebreaker here, where Steph is unanimously the best player on the Golden State Warriors and LeBron James. I don't think it's unanimously he's the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers, but he's viewed as the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers. I think that the only way we win the series is if he's not the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers, and if it is Anthony Davis,
1: you're gonna get mad at me here, SP Three. I feel like we're about to have an argument, which is fine. My my buddy Samer after Co- not Kobe uh, Steph's game seven said Steph or Kobe all time without hesitation. I said, Steph Curry without hesitation. I stand by that. Steph Curry better. You mentioned Steph being greatest point guard of all time when it's all said and done could be true. I mean, I understand the magic, the way he changed the game from his position and everything. And he's got a lot of physical advantages. Steph Curry does it. Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, who am I taking? all-time when it comes to legacy, when it comes to changing the game, when it comes to on-court skills, when it comes to whom I'm building my team around, I'm taking Steph Curry.
2: I can't argue with you too much with that. that. I can't argue with you too much (laughs) with that. But at the end of the day, it's even when it comes to championships, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty much even. They both got two as the best player on their teams, they both got two as the best players on their team. Steph got two when he's the second best player on the team. Kobe's got three when he's the second best player on the team. When actuality, he was really the best player on that 2002 team. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> he was he was the best player in the Western Conference in 2001 too, as well. It wasn't. It, it, Shaq saved everything for the NBA Finals. Let's be real. I'm just gonna be real here. He saved everything for the NBA Finals in the last That's two smart. championships. Of that three P. Yeah, it was smart because you had Kobe Bryant. You had if yeah. people thought that you were the first best player, he was the he was the second best player in the league. So you had the second best player in the league on your team. Of course, you could be like, I'll take the Western conference, I'll put up 20 and 10. Uh, that's about it. He was having Anthony Davis type type numbers in the against the Memphis Grizzlies in the Western Conference, and then he would turn it up to all-time legacy numbers in the NBA finals. But I would still take Kobe Bryant still take Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant's going to play regardless of how he is. Uh you had you you got you got Max Kellerman on ESPN taking back his silly claim of saying that Kawhi Leonard is more clutch than Kobe Bryant because he was like, well the reason why, Ka- why Kawhi has better numbers than Kobe is cuz Kawhi barely plays. Uh duh. Duh, that's what everyone was telling you back then. That's what everybody was telling you when you were saying that stupid argument. Well, duh, because Kobe Bryant would play with a broken finger, with a broken ankle, with a broken this, a broken that. And I can't take away from the fact that Steph Curry, when he had a lot of injuries, he did not play. He did not play. He, when he has been playing consistently through like his late 20s, through the, the 30s. I would still take Kobe Bryant. I'll take Kobe Bryant. As far as changing the game, more influential, definitely is Steph Curry. Steph Curry completely changed how everybody plays basketball, whether you're an adult, you're a kid. The three-point shot, he revolutionized it. But if I'm building a team right now, I'm taking Kobe Bryant every day of the week and twice on Sunday. wrong. Reliability. Reliability. Unlike Kawhi Leonard, the most unreliable superstar in NBA history, Kobe Bean Bryant was the most reliable superstar. Because he went to Germany
1: for knee treatments.
2: Hey, hey! It's, <laughs> you use what you have at your hands. You use. Hey, he, 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 he set the he set the path for LeBron to follow. LeBron been doing the same thing, and then he turned it up to twelve. Le, LeBron getting how you know the the hydraulics putting his knees to make sure he could play like this in year twenty. LeBron followed the path of Kobe. Kobe went to train with Hakeem Olajuwon in the post. LeBron went to train with Hakeem Olajuwon in the post. If it wasn't for kobe beam brian setting the path i don't know if lebron james would be the player he is in year 20 but oh god here we are
1: that's, that's credit kobe for everything that's
2: kobe credit was. kobe what what <laughs> would kobe do that's ask yourself when you look I, when you look at your wrist just put wwk d what would kobe King. do
1: so no what would kobe
2: do what would Kobe do? I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get the WWKD. Because what would Kobe do? No. I'll do that. Yeah, it's what would King Kobe Bryant's the best basketball player, the best basketball better than all the
1: <laughs> if you could have gone with that, oh man, if you could have gone with that, that would have been tremendous. That would have been tremendous. Nah, look, I don't I don't need I'm not crediting Walmart. Michael Jordan for any of this stuff, all right? LeBron changed the game how he wanted to and Steph Curry really changed the game when it comes to the three-point shot. Yeah, Louis says it, fuck Kevin Durant. So, well. FKD is the the wrist bracelet that you need, not WWKD, just FKD. Uh Phoenix and Denver, my Denver Nuggets. I called it the start of the season. I'm looking good right now. SV3. I said Denver Philly in the finals, what? I got... Neither of those teams have lost a second-round game yet. I'm not I'm not feeling bad about these picks. I haven't felt bad about Denver all season. People would turn and tell me, oh, Phoenix, they're going to be there. I ain't writing off this series, by the way. I'm not writing off this series. I'm not stupid enough to think that it's over after two games. Never, ever, ever. But I said it in the, in the preview, the Nuggets, they have the depth that the Suns do not have. The Suns are so reliant on... On their big four, and now one of those guys injured again, as it always seems to happen with Chris Paul. He got injured last night. He had to, he left the game, and once he left the game, whole game changed. Kevin Durant's still very good. Devin Booker's playing outstanding. They ain't getting anything from anybody else. DeAndre Ayton will give you like ten points, maybe fifteen if you're lucky. Durant didn't shoot; didn't have a, a great shooting night last night. They need forty a piece from Durant and Booker to win these games. Meanwhile, Jamal Murray sucked last night. Michael Porter Jr. sucked last night. Didn't matter because Jokic went off. They got contributions from Brown. They got contributions from Caldwell Pope. Two pickups that in the season preview, I mentioned these are going to be big pickups for uh, for the Denver Nuggets because they gave them defensive stability and then they could knock down threes and they could make plays on the offensive side. And that's what happened. My Denver Nuggets are looking good. I'm feeling good about them. Not writing off the Suns. They still got two outstanding scores, but the depth is the difference in this series. Phoenix got nothing. Sam texted me and said, like, uh, their bench, the the Suns bench has scored 100 points the entire playoffs. Entire playoffs. 100 points on 98 shots. 100 points on 98 shots. I think last playoffs
2: they they had four points off the bench. Four points, ladies and gentlemen. They got nothing. They got nothing, and yeah, you like you said, Jokic went off, thirty nine points, sixteen rebounds, five assists. Aaron Gordon had a couple of key, uh, key baskets. Gordon's been
1: great. He's been great this whole postseason, but he's playing good defense on Kevin Durant. He's uh, chipping, uh, chipping in offensively as well. Aaron Gordon's been really, really good for them. They got the depth, man. They really they got the depth that Phoenix. Phoenix has four players who you can kind of count on when they're on the floor. And then we get the other argument of, okay, when they're off the floor, because Chris Paul can't stay healthy. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant's age and body at this point. They got nothing from Josh Akogi, who is their alleged fifth starter out there. They're getting nothing from him. They got they got no bench. They got nothing. And they can't play these four guys all together for for, for the entire game. You can't play him for forty-eight minutes. At some point, no. these guys got to sit. Eight and eight can't
2: play over thirty-five minutes. He Ayton. barely could do. He's like a cone out there against against uh, Jokic. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's just outclassed when he's against Jokic out there So KCP played uh, pretty well as well And it just came down to the fourth quarter Because I was watching the game up until like the third quarter And I was just like, okay, this is a really close game And Phoenix had what a, th- a three-point lead uh, going into the fourth quarter And then they just completely dominated them Once Chris Paul was gone, they didn't have a facilitator It became a lot of iso ball with KD and Devin Booker and that was the difference. That was the difference because they're going to pass the ball around on the other side with Denver. Uh, Jokic plays a great facilitator for them. If he doesn't play the great facilitator, then they have Jamal Murray as well. Despite having a horrible game, he still had eight assists uh, at the point guard position, which is what you're going to, if you're having a bad shooting night, you at least need to distribute the ball. And he did that. So yeah, what can I say? Am I surprised that, that chris paul choke p3 i've been saying this i've been i've been loving i've been loving social media nba twitter as i've been more involved on nba twitter and i've just been saying i've been like i've been like mr miyagi at the end of karate kid one where people say oh chris paul's a dirty player chris paul's a choke artist and i'm just like yeah Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. Come over to my side. This is what I've been saying about this man. People like, oh no, he's always been a dirty player since the Wake Forest. Oh yeah, he's been a choke artist since the Clippers day. But none of y'all was saying that. No, he, I was saying that. I had to be the one. I had to be the one to, to, to preach from the mountaintop that we need to stop glorifying this man who keeps choking. We can't we can't always blame Doc Rivers. We can't always put the blame on Doc Rivers. It's Chris Paul. Chris Paul is the common denominator between the Clippers, between the, the Rockets, between the Phoenix Suns. We'll, I'll give him he was great with the Thunder. That was the only time he was great. See Billy Donovan
1: choked him, choked artists (laughs) in that game seven. That's who choked in that game.
2: Hey, I will always stand from the mountaintop and say, choke P3 cannot be relied on in the playoffs. More, uh, uh, you know, Doc Rivers gets this rap. James Harden gets this rap. But Chris Paul is not only does he choke in these moments, he gets hurt. He always gets hurt in these moments. Like, (laughs) <laughs> it does not matter. You can name a year that he has come close. That he's had a team around him that everybody thought was gonna be great. But I said even when they got KD with the Suns that they're one year away. It's it's too it was too much. It was it was not enough time for them to get in a flow and to build a team around them. Honestly. I'm hoping that this series goes by quick. I I took I'm gonna take the the Nuggets in six. I'll give I'll give KD and Booker. They'll go off in Phoenix and they'll get them a game or two. But I, I think the Nuggets got this this series in six. But what they need to do in the off season is tr- finally trade DeAndre. Ayton. trade DeAndre Ayton, get two to three players to make an actual team around Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and KD. You cannot do it with just those four players. We have learned this time and time again when you build this super team, and especially a super team around Kevin Durant. He needs more of a team around him to win a championship.
1: I like the suggestion of trading, trading 8. I'm sure there's plenty of veteran guys who will want to sign with Phoenix on cheap deals, but like how often are those veteran guys like going to work out for, for these types of teams and they play well, and then they contribute the way they're expected to, to contribute. Aiton is a trade piece. I don't know what his value is in the offseason, but I'm sure he can get you just a little bit, get you a, A guy who's not as good in the front court, but can offer similar things, if not better, especially defensively. You don't need scoring; you definitely don't need scoring. You got you have plenty of scoring with Booker and Durant. You just need a guy who can can just get you ten points on easy buckets, which is all DeAndre Ayton's giving you anyway. A guy who can protect the rim a little bit and play well defensively, and then yeah, get a good defender shooter. I like the suggestion to trade Ayton. No idea what his value is, but my Denver Nuggets looking good. Feeling good about the Nuggets. Uh, on the East, we had game one of Miami and New York. Miami took that one. Uh, let's talk about the, the Bucks. I saw our pal, Jake Shaw, Jake uh, here earlier. I'm sorry, Jake. The Bucks, man, they should have won. They should have won game four. They blew that one. And then I was not willing to write off Giannis. I just no. thought like, all right, look, Giannis still good. I still thought the Bucks were on the whole a little bit of a better team than... Than Miami. They had him in game five as well. Jimmy Butler took over. Yes, I, I'm taking no nothing away from Jimmy Butler, who I was been pretty wrong about in the playoffs so far. Um, fully admit that. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um and for Capella. That's not bad. You know what? If they can, I don't know if Atlanta would want to do that. I don't know about Capella. Uh, I would like John Collins if I'm Phoenix. I don't know if. That's a deal that, that can work out. John Collins, I'm I'm big on John Collins. I think he's good, but I don't know. That's a good trade partner though, Atlanta. Whether it's Capella, whether it's John Collins, that's a good, because I think Okonga uh, is better for Atlanta on the whole than than Capella. So that's Atlanta is a good trade partner for uh, for Phoenix. Back to the Bucks. That game, that game six or game five, just it. Embarrassing performance down the stretch of nobody wanting the ball. You don't get a shot off in the final second there. I don't understand why you don't call the timeout. The timeout, and at the end of regulation, you got 0.5 seconds. Like what's going to happen? I don't know. But we just saw Miami with Jimmy uh, making the one shot. Like he's certainly. You're telling me
2: Giannis couldn't do that?
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're telling me you can't throw it up there. Giannis can't go up and, and tip it in or anything like that. Why is Brooke Lopez not on the floor in that situation against Butler? Why aren't you calling a timeout at the end of regulation or at the end of overtime, instead of Giannis is pushing the ball up out of control. He's, you know, jump pass into Middleton. Middleton doesn't know what to do with the ball. He's passing Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen is I never understand when these coaches, I complained about it all season because the Thunder did this in one game. Plenty of teams did this throughout the season. They don't call a timeout. After a miss and a rebound, then they have the timeout left. And it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe we can, the floor will be unbalanced because the defense can't be set and everything like that. Sure. You know, it's a better idea, getting your offense set and getting the right guys on the floor for your team and worry about the defense. If they obviously you're giving them a chance to set as well, trust your offense to pull. And, you know, maybe they didn't trust the offense, which is fair, but, Get your guys reset on this instead of them playing out of control in these situations. Didn't understand it. I, I think they should fire Budenholzer. I don't know how he makes it back, but I could also yeah. see the championship buying them the goodwill. It's like, hey, let's keep him around. I think that'd be a mistake because outside the championship, and I know it's very easy to say like, well, he got a championship. They got a championship in spite of that man, not because of him. His decision-making is long-storied before and after this championship. The championship good on him, but he's not a good coach. He doesn't he doesn't make the right situational calls and
2: he doesn't make need the right adjustments. He just yeah. he, he he definitely needs to get let go um Giannis had a monster game 38 points 20 rebounds but those last few possessions yeah those last few possessions you could tell he was just scared to go to the free throw line he he felt like you know we heard the comparisons when he first started you know putting up these monster MVP type numbers that he was like the new era Shaq he was Shaq with handle but he really is Shaq with handle. He can't be stopped in the paint unless you foul him. If you foul him, then that's how you stop him because you could go away with no points because you fouled him. the Haka Giannis. Haka Giannis, it, it, it works, and it worked here, and it got the, the Miami Heat back-to-back games where they came back from double figures down to win and just, like, Jimmy Butler, man, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen someone who averages five more points in the in the playoffs than what he does in the regular turns season turns
1: into just like a marksman from 3 like he doesn't <laughs> shoot threes at all in the regular season all of a sudden he looks like Steph Curry from 3 in the
2: playoffs is what? ridiculous. Like it's like it's like he takes the Michael Secret stuff during the postseason. Yeah, they like,
1: troll this man just trolling in the regular season. Comes in with the dreads for his profile picture and then immediately cuts them. was like, ah, you gotta use this profile picture all season. They're using the 2K profile picture for Jimmy Butler because he trolled on picture day with the dreads. He trolls the regular season, he don't care about that shit is like all right time to get serious this is who i am regular season just not y'all don't know who i am doesn't matter
2: he just what? tries to get them into a false sense of security like you think you know you you know him wasn't even an all-star this year and then he just becomes Charging the best dollars
1: for coffee and shit this man's a troll that's all jimmy butler is just an elite troll
2: and then and then they pulled off the game one upset over the, the Knicks in Madison Square Garden when everybody was thinking that the Knicks couldn't get beat in Madison Square Garden. I think the, the the difference between the Knicks beating the Cavs, the Cavs were the most dis I I would say even even no, prob- nah, probably probably the Bucks. Bucks. The Bucks yeah, yeah the Bucks that are the Bucks. most disappointing yeah. in the first and that's and I wanted to mention that. That is the real question. If you want if you were gonna ask Giannis about this, say you know is this season a disappointment yes it is if that's the answer you were looking for of a yes then that's the question that you ask. You don't ask him if it's a failure. Like I, I felt, I, I felt for Giannis in that moment, and I, and I agreed with the way he answered that. Like, no, it's not a, a failure. Like he, he was like Michael Jordan won the championship six years. He played nine other years. Were all those seasons failures? No, it was the road to. It was a disappointment that he didn't, he didn't win the championship all those other seasons. But it wasn't a failure, and I totally get where Giannis was coming from and the media needs to stop playing these with these games with these guys. Yes, he's completely disappointed. It's a disappointment. It is not a failure. That's a ridiculous question to ask somebody in that situation. So but as far as playoff Jimmy and the heat i i really hope that he's gonna you know be all right with the twisted ankle at the end of the game and he was just kind of like a decoy at the at the end of the game because they had pretty much wrapped it up by that point and gabe Vincent had a monster game hitting the threes and the knicks just couldn't hit a three even if they were wide open um I don't know if it's going to be like that every game of the series but they need uh, Jimmy Butler to at least be 80 to 90% Jimmy Butler and not 75 to 65% Jimmy Butler because they are going to need him to have at least the 25 30 point games going further if they are going to get past the Knicks in this second round.
1: Mike never lost in the playoffs those rounds Scotty. Uh I like that. Yeah, the the Knicks, they didn't have Julius Randle in game one. Uh, we'll see if he plays in game two. That'll be a big difference for for them, obviously. Yeah. But I like the heat, I like the heat before the series started just because the way they handled Milwaukee. I still like them. Jimmy Butler's ankle definitely will change things, but winning game one at least buys them a little bit of a little bit of time. Yeah, they can get vintage Kyle Lowry like they did in game one. That'll be helpful for them as well. Uh Philadelphia and Boston. Look, Boston had their chance last night to just easily, oh, no Embiid for Philly. We'll take this game. We'll see what happens when Embiid gets healthy. James Harden, for all of his playoff struggles throughout the years, great last night. Hit the game winning shot over two OKC legends, one James Harden over the other OKC legend, uh, Al Horford. Great performance by James Harden. Boston is such a weird team. Like, Jalen yeah. Brown could not miss in the first half, and I don't know if he shot the ball in the second half. I hadn't seen him take any shots in the second half. Defensively, they just have these lapses. Offensively, they should be so much better. Jason Tatum complains after every single play. Boston's just a weird team and that they should be better. I'm not writing anybody off after one game because I always think it's dumb when, when pundits and stuff do that, but Boston should have won that game without Embiid. In there for the Sixers, and now I guess Embiid's coming back for Game Two. Maybe they feel comfortable enough sitting in for Game Two because they won Game One. But it seems like he'll be back for Game. I mean, two. they they
2: they did what they were supposed to do. You got to get one of the first two on the road to steal home court advantage. So I give them all the bunch of credit. I thought that performance by James Harden was one of his greatest playoff performances of all time. And
1: may have been his greatest playoff performance of all time honestly
2: yeah like dropping 45 and winning on the road against the the defending eastern conference champions without joel Embiid. this was probably his greatest performance in the playoffs and just hitting the game winner as well over over a great defender like al horford I give I give uh James Harden all the credit in the world because no one probably saw that coming from him and Doc Rivers made the right right decisions, decisions down the stretch of putting the ball in James Harden's hands and just letting him go off and be Houston James Rocket uh the Houston uh James Harden for a bit there so that worked out for them. Doc Rivers didn't make that suggestion.
1: James Harden just said I don't care what you're calling I'm just going iso James here. <laughs> that's what happened that's what happened. doc Rivers said make this suggestion i'm not credit for doc rovers james doc harden R- hit the shots james harden hit the shots that he needed to hit that's what happened in
2: this game Doc R- rivers give we'll doc Rivers credit two. and slanders chris ball more i'll be right back
1: <laughs> we'll see what happens game two if Embiid is able to play
2: and if it is you
1: know completely a, a game changer for the, the 76ers. I, I do want to caution because again, a lot of people will be like, oh well, they won without Embiid. If Embiid comes back. This series is definitely over. Boston should have won this game with Philly not having Embiid. It's obviously a different game with Embiid in there. It's different in a couple of ways in the sense that in, in the sense that when Embiid is in there for Philly, it's gonna change how Philly plays, because they're gonna go through Embiid more often. And so how does that affect James Harden's rhythm? Does Tyrese Maxey become, is he able to step up? He didn't have a good regular season against Boston. He played well last night, but how does it affect his rhythm with Embiid being in there? Because they're going to have to just run more of their offense through Joel Embiid. So we probably won't see 45 from, from James Harden. Embiid's usually an efficient scorer. You would hope that, you know, maybe you don't get 45 from Harden. You get 20 from him, you get 35 from Embiid. You're... You're in good shape off of that. You're fine. Everything's good there. For Boston, though, they gotta they gotta figure something out with their offense and just finding a balance. I don't understand how you go away from Jason Tatum or from Jalen Brown as much as they did in the second half when he played so well in the first half. It was way, way too much Marcus Smart. Just I, I'll never need that much Marcus Smart. Jason Tatum. He's got to he's got to figure it out and really step up and complain a lot less than he does. They got to figure it out defensively. They got to find some rhythm offensively, and it's going to be a lot tougher with Embiid in there as a rim protector because that's where they should have been able to really make some hay last night and going after the Sixers without Embiid, getting to the rim a lot more, especially down the stretch. That last possession where like everyone just looks scared to shoot the ball. And I think it was Derek white who threw it literally t- right to maxi. He threw it right to maxi for and maxi got the, the layup that, you know, put, put Philly up or brought at least brought them within one, uh, just an awful, awful possession where nobody wanted to shoot the ball for Boston. Like it, w- it was a bad possession and Boston, Boston should have like probably swept, atlanta the facts that that series went as far as it did like fine you want to give atlanta a game fine the fact that that series went six was definitely that was an indictment on boston and just their overall focus a lot of boston fans have said it this season of like they just had these lapses when it comes to game to game and just like focus of like they look like the best team in the world on some nights and then other nights you got they they lost to okc they gave up 150 against okc and that was when they didn't have shea it's like huh what what happened in this game? They have these lapses that just you, a regular season fine. You understand it's eighty two games; it's a long season. Can't afford them. Can't afford them in the playoffs. Have a big time for him last night.
2: As for like the the, the playoffs, they just shown that they can have those lapses at the absolute wrong time, which is in the in the final three moments, because that's now two, two out of the three losses in the postseason have been in the final seconds and basically been on game winners. And if you're guarding James Harden, I would just get the ball out of his hands. He has 42 points. Why would you just let him like and that's twice, that's twice. It's the same. Go back and watch it back to back. The James Harden play and the Trey Young play in in game five. It's basically the same thing. They let the guy, they let a guard who's who's pretty much on fire at that point, come down, dribble a bit, and then hit a three right in there right from the top of the key. It's the same play back to back, and they didn't learn from Trey Young, and they allowed James Harden to just uh, play play that play that little like uh, getting kind of get you into like a false insecurity yeah, make you fall asleep ball. and then and then the step back three boom a
1: yeah double force the ball out of his hands in that situation force maxi to hit a shot force yang to hit a shot force pj tucker to hit a shot force somebody else to make a play i i their scheme wasn't good. Their game plan wasn't good. The lapses weren't good. Now they're down 1-0, and we'll see if Joel Embiid is back for game two. Uh, the link has been sent to our pal, Cher Delaware. She's probably – Birthday girl. Uh, yes. She, she turned 30. I, I Maybe she's too good for us now, SP 30 Welcome to
2: the club. I put her yeah. over in my, my birthday post. Uh, she carries us. She carries oh, she us. us. Because we only, we can only we can only go like an hour. If it was just me and Jeremy, it would just be an hour of basketball talk, <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> well, that's where
1: we're at. That's what we're waiting <laughs> on her to come save this show, and she's not here. She's a thirty now, and she's just big time in us
2: out here. First time I, I coming up, it's it's gonna be I don't know when Jeremy will let us know when our our video of our One Tree Hill tier list. I, I felt I felt I felt the care she did a carry job for nearly two hours with me during that. But that was great. That was great. It was great reminiscing and talking to someone else who likes the show as much as I do, or even more.
1: That will probably be tomorrow afternoon, I'm thinking. Awesome. I'm then thinking, I'll then I'll
2: drop the tier t- list on my Twitter machine. Don't worry.
1: It'll it'll be tomorrow afternoon or Thursday when it comes to to content. Now that we we're doing uh, another show and we got a lot of interviews and stuff, like I'm scheduling those content. Uh, just fortunately, we legitimately do have daily content, and it's a matter of balancing what what needs to run first, what we needs to run second, and getting all that in mind. You're doing I thought, great
2: in the wheeze by the way i love i, Thanks. I, I, like, I like popping in and, and listening to you and joel talk talk about the latest and greatest in wrestling it's good stuff it's a it's the same it's a shame joel pearls there but otherwise it's very fun um <laughs> hey don't do that to joel joel's a great he's a canadian he's like the nicest people hey guy i'm guy how you doing um you know like terrence and philip <laughs> Steve Macklin's going to kick the shit out of Joel Park. He's going to stretch him. I
0: can't him wait. Choke him out. I can't wait.
2: I love that. That was my favorite interview. Yeah, I did. When Steve <laughs> Macklin called them out. I've heard you, Joel. <laughs> that role that Steve that Macklin was
1: great. Steve Macklin was great. That was awesome. great. Uh, anything else, SB3? This might be a short show because our That's pal, really? Sarah Delaware, is, is big time in us here now that, think, that she's, she's that 30 already. and...
2: I think that's all for for the uh, the the basketballs. Uh, we talked about the Miami and Knicks. Talked about Miami beating the Bucks, Sixers, and, and Celtics. We talked about we talked about the Western Conference in depth. Um, I mean, we could talk about uh, reality television because I did finish watching Love Is Blind season four.
1: Oh, okay, well let's let's get, let me get your thoughts. Uh, let's get your thoughts on on Love Is Blind. Then, what what you think of the the season?
2: Might have been my favorite season. I think i I might remember Ely. this more more than I remember because I've only watched two out of the four. I watched season okay. one and I watched season four. So I would say between season four and uh, season one, I probably would remember this more if it wasn't for uh, after the altar, if it wasn't for after the altar of season one, I probably would remember this more because of the moments that made me cringe. Like I talked about last week with with uh, Zach uh, singing and then so. Zach and Irina meeting each other. Those were just all time, I felt embarrassed for the people in those situations. And then watching the the reunion when Zach called her out, or called Irina out for you just came on here because you wanted to be famous. He's uh, like, he's like, like, you can't tell me otherwise. You just came on here because you wanted to be famous. Oh man! And then the embarrassment for uh, Paul, uh, Micah with Paul, and I. Co- I was looking for it when y'all told me about Paul uh, slapping the, the 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 bridesmaid's ass, and then and and, and I also looked out for. It. How horrible Vanessa Lachey was during that poet show.
1: I felt so bad. That was a that was that was an unclutched performance by Vanessa Lachey. She has stepped up every single time on these reunion shows. And for this one, I don't know what went wrong. I don't know what went wrong here. She was completely choked on the reunion.
2: People, She did that interview with Jackie and Jackie was the one who needed to be kind of put at the stake and put on a yeah. crucifix, like crucified for how she she did everything, because I felt Marshall was like the nicest guy. He was like the nicest guy out of everybody on this show. So for him to be like put in that position with Jackie, who just so indecisive and and just because she's still with Josh, I don't see that working at all. I don't think that's going to work out. I think a year, a couple of months from now, we'll hear they broke up and stuff like that. But yeah, I was just like, she deserves to be on the on the crucifix for her behavior, especially how she ended things with Marshall kind of just trying to play him out and embarrass him on, on TV. And then with the interview as well, it was just like Vanessa Leche was just letting her do everything and then actually believe in her nonsense. Oh, he called me a derogatory word. Like, Come on, dog! Like, come on! Like, are you serious? Are you are you serious now? Like, now you just you just making stuff up. It's it, it's clearly obvious. I don't like to I don't like to do that with especially with females because I know females are put through a lot. But you can tell from how these two people behave who would be the more likely to say a derogatory word.
1: <laughs> I mean, Marshall oh. said he said something, uh, but it was just. He thought it was like a joking type of thing. Jackie got off easy one because she wasn't there. And so yeah. she wasn't able to be confronted by Marshall and other people in the group, which would have made things a little bit more difficult on her. Vanessa, she wasn't good in the Jackie interview. She wasn't good with um, uh, Paul with a... He went by, you saw it, SP 3 That was not a, oh, excuse me, type of...
2: She's, he was out the door up the she was trying to call out the fans for that. Oh, you're, you're looking yeah. for something out of nothing. I was like, Zapruder no. filmed like, this shit. Get out of here. Like, like I was like, I had my missus rewind it so she could see it. Because I caught it immediately. Because I was looking for it because y'all said something. But I, I noticed it almost immediately without even y'all telling me anything. Because I would, it was just like, mm. And then she looked. She was like, smiled and like. Touched her back. I touched her back. It was like obvious what happened. You know, the mother went by because if the mother didn't go by, we would have even saw it even clearer that he had no reason to put his hand in the back. Like if you're going by someone, even if you're going by someone and you're not looking, you should aim up more than bottom. Like what are you doing?
1: (laughs) That man was out the door when he came back to, to tap it. He was already out the door and he still he, he reached the hand of God over here trying to tap that ass.
2: Left hand of God. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what are you doing? You,
2: you're
1: you a mile away. He's still reaching back for it. Like, what is going on here?
2: And no like, reason. And like, no I, reason. I feel like Micah knew he was going to say no. Because that whole, oh, I, wanna, I didn't want you ask- to answer first.
1: Yeah, didn't ask her though. But didn't Vanessa didn't ask Micah what she thought of that? Just like Paul, what happened? Like, oh, I was just trying to, to I was going by. Like, oh, sorry about that. Ask Micah how she felt about it. Yeah, they definitely knew uh, at the altar that the no was coming. This, I don't think it was the best season overall. It had some good moments, but just so many boring couples was was sort of. Like the the highs were very high for this show, especially with uh, Irina, Zach, and uh, terrible with Bliss. names. The yeah, Bliss. Uh, Definitely. like that that was like a good a good little arc there. And the then Kwame, it, the,
2: Kwame, Chelsea, and Micah was a good little arc as well. Yeah,
1: I I wasn't like that was whatever to me. That was not weird, but Kwame looks like he was held hostage, like the one dude from. The first season who was sweating bullets at his own wedding. They ended up breaking up. The the wife, assuming she's still watching, she'll text me all these names here in a second. That man was also being held hostage. A lot of hostage situations on this show. Honestly, you
2: think Bobby's being held hostage? You think oh, 100 so?
1: percent That man doesn't want to be there at all.
2: Yeah, he does that fake Nick laugh.
1: Nick and Danielle. Yeah. Nick he was Nick that. was held. Nick was hostage. He does that fake laugh a lot. <laughs> it's a mad mad hostage situation and then
2: then chelsea has to guide him like i'm your wife uh you're happy that you're you're i'm I'm your wife like she's like training him on camera it was just like the best couple was definitely brett and tiff that that they just they had no real issues
1: yeah that that was boring though in the show for the drama about these boring ass couples a good forum. You, no you don't
2: want anybody to be a good couple? You just want all train wrecks. No, as
1: me three, you know I love. love. Come on now. Let's not act like I want all train wrecks. <laughs> that actually I'm felt, felt shows, like love.
2: That was the only one out it was. of couples. That felt like uh, love. In real life,
1: in real life, I'm rooting for all of these couples. All right. I, I hope everybody's okay. happy. I hope they got wedded bliss, Brett and Tiffany. I, I truly hope they're one of the few of these couples
2: who laugh or who last. I, I would show? just say my missus hates the fact that bliss said yes to Zach. She was like, Your oh, so second choice. you're the second yeah. choice. What I hated you that too. I hated that too.
1: In real life. I want all these couples to succeed. I want everybody to find love in real life on this show. I want Cher Delaware to find love in real life on television though. I want all these people to screw up, break She's up, here. give me all the drama. That's what I want. All Are we talking television? About- what what's that? Sharon, Delaware. You're cutting off.
3: Are we talking about Fuckboy Island?
1: No, we will talk <laughs> no, about that in a second. We're talking about Love Is Blind. sb 3 finished uh, season four, so that's what we're yes. talking about. He was like he he thought it was a good season. He said it was his favorite season so far. I thought there was only one Share Delaware. Only Delaware just you. left. She was so embarrassed by your comment. SP3,
2: what? what I've only said. watched Look, two seasons. What here. can what can Look I compare what You've, done. Up
1: here? you've what upset compare the you? birthday girl. You've upset the birthday girl. SP three. Look what hey, you. We'll done. sing.
2: We'll sing. Happy birthday to bring her back. Go ahead, jerry
1: I'm
3: here.
2: Okay.
1: Do we want to sing Happy Birthday? You want to SP three? We do it.
2: Happy birthday, happy
1: birthday to, to
2: you. you.
1: Happy birthday,
2: to ya. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Remix! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you happy birthday to Uh you happy birthday happy birthday happy birthday birthday. (laughs) see i even do the part that people just trail (laughs) off for the only people that
3: i was okay what little angels
1: I was not going to uh step on SP3's performance there because I cannot sing like that man could sing. I was I was out after that. How was uh, how is it, how was being 30?
3: Intro and our outro on our uh, ranking list for <laughs> One Tree Hill.
1: The man is a performer. Yes. At some point, whenever whenever we get together again and we do karaoke, we'll have to do some type of karaoke duet. SP3. yes i, mean, I, I would,
2: won't sing at all
3: i would sp3 could have been at our uh chicago karaoke adventure That'd been That'd been good.
2: Fun. Been good. yeah we we'll if we're in the same place we need to go karaoke so me and Cher can sing the theme to one tree hill because that song is a bop
3: <laughs> it is one of the greatest
2: theme songs of all time
3: <laughs> it is we're doing karaoke in vegas at the end of this month and i'm very excited
1: awesome fun fun i'll be there sure no, <laughs> exactly out. How is being
3: 30? Um it's basically the same as being not uh 29. Um I am in a walking boot. Um I have plantar fasciitis. So mm-hmm.
1: why are I... you why are you 30 going on 70?
3: <laughs> Seriously. Like I am I'm using a crutch right now. And I was talking to Amelia last night, and I was like, yeah, I've got this freaking walking boot on. It's driving me crazy, and I have to wear a special one for when I go to sleep. And I've got, you know, and he was like, wow, you're really fucking old. And I'm like, you're going to be 40 in a couple of days, and you're calling me old. But he fell into the shower the other day so i think i'm doing better than him to be honest he literally fell into the shower yelled "fuck," and no one in his house came to check on him they thought that he was just fine <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> oh you know it is what it is but i'm good uh... I'm-
1: glad glad you're doing well glad your 30th birthday went well and you survived i'm sure you had a crazy night filled of kids and watching raw and that was
3: um yeah we went to bed after ms tv on raw and i laid in bed and listened to um the john wayne gacy tapes so
1: this sounds awful don't do that (laughs)
3: edible and listen to the john wayne gacy tapes that's even
1: better. you need to take an edible and and watch f-boy island which all right so right. let's let me call you out here because in our group chat sp3 informed us of this new show called the goat which seems right up our alley by the way it's a, a bunch of reality stars being idiots on reality television it's uh, i love the conglomeration where it's like oh we know these people and they're gonna now For compete it. in
3: it had Lauren yeah, from- Lauren, that was yeah. yeah,
1: that one was surprising to me, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to this. And one of the, the people is from F Boy, I think it was Casey from F Boy Island, and Cher Delaware just goes, There's a show called F Boy Island. Why did I not know about this? And SP3 correctly says Jeremy talks about it all the time. I know I've mentioned <laughs> it on this show. I interviewed Joey Janella, and mentioned it to Joey Janela in our didn't. interview. I've tweeted about it so many times. The wife has tweeted about it. And my only response was another co-host who doesn't listen to me because Joel Pearl doesn't fucking listen to me either. <laughs> Yes, there's a show called f Boy Island. There are two seasons. It airs on HBO, HBO Max, The Max, whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays. That's where it's on. I hope they do a third season. It's hosted by, I should probably get the the host name. Uh, Nikki Glaser is is the host. And it's a good show. I thought season one. Season one, legitimately top tier reality trash television. Season two, a little (laughs) bit of a drop off, but still some good twists in there. Season one, top tier
3: trash. What did I tell you? If you ever said the words F-Boy Island, I definitely didn't think you were being serious.
1: I'm always serious. When do I joke?
3: I thought you were I'm being... one of the most
1: serious personalities in the history of per- personal personalities. personalities.
3: <laughs> I thought you were being facetious.
1: <laughs> Never. Why do people always think I'm joking?
3: Why would I think there's- I a TV show named F-Boy Island.
1: <laughs> because there's a reality TV show called Milf Manor. Why wouldn't there be a TV show I called
3: F-Boy Island? That one is real too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't joke around. I I, I want to be taken serious as a serious personality.
0: I'm tired
1: of everyone serial, thinking serial I'm only here for your entertainment and jokes sick of it okay watch f-boy island it's very good take an edible and watch that instead of listening to murder tapes
3: maybe maybe this weekend because i can't watch tv shows they they stimulate my brain too much when i'm trying to go to bed so i maybe this week i will yeah i just listened to john wayne gacy tapes where he talks about all the shit that he did
1: this sounds terrible to go to bed to
3: I actually fall asleep to stuff like this all the time. <laughs>
2: sounds like my okay.
1: Advice. That doesn't make it like any less terrible. Like this sounds but, terrible to go then to bed I to. Have
3: dreams that kind of like incorporate that stuff into it, and then I wake up pissed. So
1: these sounds like awful, awful dreams that you're gonna <laughs> end up having from this stuff. I guess maybe the edible mitigates it a little bit because who knows what fucking dreams you're gonna have on the edible.
3: Oh, yeah. but- I'm typically... Most of the information that I hear But um, Here's a funny little tidbit So we get I'm sure you guys you guys have children The um, Ollie vitamin things They have like gummy mm. worm vitamins For kids and stuff so that's what my kids take And I was looking for more of them At Walmart the other day And they didn't have any But they had what they called Chillax medicine for kids and That's what it's
1: called? Chillax, chillax? medicine? It's called
3: relax. <laughs> And so I got it and I was like, because Reed needs these. And so every night before bed, he's like, can I have my chill pill? More <laughs> 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 chillax. <laughs> Your chillax. Method. And I'm like, that's what my kids need to do is freaking chillax. So
1: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but, uh, the kids call mel- melatonin melatosed. So they want their toes medicine.
3: Uh, uh, Reed calls it melatozed. his. Medicine. That's melatonin is his night night medicine. And can't uh, take melatonin because it makes him have nightmares. So that's not good. I call my edible my night night medicine. So
2: <laughs> night night medicine might be my favorite term now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Very parental.
1: <laughs> uh, everybody up on the challenge. Does everybody watch the challenge. This week, yes. not, no, we can lie and say we ahead. did. That's fine. All right. So we we had SP three. You were much better at the recap. So I'm going to allow you to, to recap things for this week. I will pull up our draft board. But it's bad week. for this week.
2: Bad week because Tori and and Danny are actually getting along now. Oh no. Uh yeah, they're getting along because Jordan played mediator jordan and um they had awful i will say it was like it was like a half good half bad daily challenge where it was another sponsored one sponsored by transformers rise of (laughs) i love
1: yeah rise of whatever i love like when tj's like doing this and they show the clips and all the all the challenge people like oh man this is so great transformers this this is the sickest
2: yeah like, this is the sickest challenge i'm like no it's not i was like the crane <laughs> one was better
3: ever seen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so awesome absolutely so, love with the so
1: sponsored challenges
2: um it, it was one part was cool where you know the person is driving in this like mini bugger that's inside the truck and they bust out, and they, uh, you know, put their put their foot on the gas, and they have to race to the finish line. It was a time challenge. That part was cool, especially when um, uh, when Emily Emily couldn't slow down, and she freaking goes topsy turvy. She was like, it, like from uh, terror and shock. She was crying afterwards. Uh, Tori did it on purpose, of course, because she's Tori. Um, yeah. yeah. She's like, <laughs> I want
1: to do a donut, and then she just flipped it over and.
2: Yeah, and, and like a uh, demon diva said in the, the chat, the the part that sucked was the the first part where the person on top of the truck had to jump to another truck and just grab one key, jump back to the other truck, put the key in, and press a button. I was like, you can at least yeah. make it a little bit more interesting. Like
3: yeah, that's yeah, that's stupid.
1: It was super weak. The that that whole bit of it. It's like okay, I just jump from. I don't know how fast those trucks were moving. They said it was like. 50 miles per hour it didn't seem i mean maybe it was but you
2: know, didn't they, seem that's amazing. all it at was. least at least more than one a puzzle yeah more than like, one if they would have made the the elimination the daily and uh, that would have been better because the elimination yeah. was really good and it tested people's uh you know communication but yeah uh jordan and kaz won uh Uh, The losers was Kiki and Darrell So this was going to be A difficult situation For my my new favorite uh, Kellyanne and Tristan And of course Kellyanne was in danger So she went into panic mode And she started trying to boss people around Into putting the votes On the US team Which just caused everybody to just Vote in her favor Uh, Jordan did the mediation between Danny, Tori, and Sarah And got them all on the same page says that saying this week, you know, we're going to vote for Kellyanne and Tristan to go in. And then next week we're going to put in Emily and yes, which is kind of difficult because for Kaz, because Kaz had basically had a conversation with Tristan because they were from the same, you know, Challenge UK season. And they said, oh, you know, we might have to say each other's name, but we're at least going to have a conversation beforehand. Spoiler alert, that did not happen. Um, <laughs> and, and Kaz... And they, yes, <laughs> and they, yes, it was Yes, like, it was like as soon as I saw the scene, I was like, okay, one of them will have to vote for each other. I was like, it's probably going to be Kaz having to vote for uh, Tristan, because Tristan and Kellyanne have won, a cha- won two dailies already. So... Yeah, they won, and then the names came up on the screen. It was Danny and Tori, and Tristan and Kellyanne, and because Tr- Danny and Tori basically are the sacrificial lands because everybody knows Jordan's never going to vote for them, and just that one scene when they see the names and Kaz is trying to convince Jordan, like, you know, we probably want to run a final against Tristan and Kellyanne because they're not that good, and you know, Tori and, and Danny are a better team, and Jordan is just stonewalling her. He's not even looking at at her, he's just sitting there, like, like I'm not voting for my ex-fiance. Like, like basically, that's what he, his facial expression was saying. I'm
3: the first person I would vote for every time is my ex-fiance. Exactly. Like, wow. Up for elimination, I'm still voting for my ex-fiance. <laughs> I can't vote that's for her. No, I'm still jerks. voting. Like
1: jerks. They're still on good terms. They're still in love.
3: Bullshit.
1: <laughs> I mean I agree. They're probably not, and it's nonsense, but
2: it's so bad. It's just so bad. But yeah, they they get uh Kellyanne and Tristan get voted in without Cast having that conversation with Tristan. So it's Tristan and Kellyanne versus uh Darrell and Kiki. And I forgot what the challenge the name was, but it hands was off. It, it, hands off. Oh hands off because yes. I always pop whatever Darrell has a, a tangerine puzzle and he calls it tangerine puzzle. I every pop every single time. time. Every single time. And this time in the confessional, he was like, I know it's tangerine, but I call it tangerine. Like <laughs> He said it in his Darrell voice, which pops me every single time. I, I love it
0: much
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah they basically had to like use chopsticks to uh bring puzzle pieces like across this obstacle course and then bring it over it was like nine puzzle pieces Kellyanne and Tristan were doing so well in the beginning like they got four pieces before Dorell and Kiki even got three but like it seemed like every single piece Dorell and Kiki were getting better while every single piece uh, Tristan and Kellyanne were getting worse so they eventually got the rhythm of it. Daryl and Kiki got all their pieces, their nine pieces over before Kellyanne and Tristan were able to get over like eight or so. Uh, so they started on the puzzle first and they that wasn't big enough need a lead that they won. But I really enjoyed the elimination kiki is becoming one of my favorites of the whole entire season she's now won what three eliminations or something like that she's won a daily challenge like she's just awesome she won the the challenge um australia so yeah she's one of my favorites so she's still in it uh darrell still in it but the mvp of the season kellyanne is gone and and then i know she was on my team so i was just like Damn it, this is the double whammy. She's been the most entertaining person, and she's on my team, and she loses? Jesus Christ. What is going on here? Tristan,
1: I've lost Tristan. SP3 has lost Kellyanne.
3: Who do I have left?
1: SP3, you got Theo, uh, Emily,
2: Troy. That's it. That's all you got. I'm literally hanging on by Theo. I, yeah. I, well, I mean, I might, I might be good with with Emily because she's an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, so, but yeah, damn man, Kellyanne, man, Kellyanne, shout out to Kellyanne. She caused all the drama. Her beef with she was very with, good
1: this season.
2: With John May was awesome in the early going. Yeah. Then she she orchestrated the whole voting off of uh of bananas uh for that elimination. That was great. So. Yeah, Kellyanne. I even put it on um under Scott's post because he they had her on uh, Challenge Radio with him and Derek, and I was like, Kellyanne was the MVP of the season. And then Scott retweeted it like, Yeah, who can argue that? I was like, No, she she had all the all the the drama. She caused all the you know the beef. She was the the alliance in the house because Danny and Tori, they they look like they're about to get a red carpet to the final because they're so integrated with everybody that's left. Like you got Casey on one team, you got uh, you got Sarah on another team. Sarah's integrated with Emily, so those four teams are all integrated with each other. So yeah, they're gonna get the red carpet to the final, where they're probably gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> Do not doubt
1: challenge champion, Tory deal.
2: Oh, oh, that was the other thing I needed to bring up, Veronica. I don't know if y'all saw Veronica had like a social media video where she put up her female challenge Mount Rushmore. And my God, I've never seen someone be right about some things and wrong about other things. But she basically (laughs) said her Mount Rushmore is the, the the four women that you can't tell the story of the challenge without. So she put herself. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) She put Cara Maria actually right. Sarah. Sarah Rice, which you can make an argument for Sarah Rice. Sarah Rice is is, is a good one. The puzzle queen.
3: I, Sarah would have continued to be on the show that she would be a no-brainer.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you can't tell the story of the challenge without Bananas taking all the money. So exactly. Sarah does the, you can't make an argument for Sarah on there. But this is when the whole thing falls apart. Tory deals. No. Is the fourth is the fourth <laughs> face on her Mount Rushmore? How
3: are you gonna not have Evelyn or Rachel? You're gonna have yourself and Victoria.
2: I I named no. I named the whole Mount Rushmore of people that could have been there instead of, of instead of Tori. I was like I was like I'll take Evelyn. I'll take Emily. I'll take uh, uh yeah I gotta I gotta forget that that Emily it's did. Classes, but Coral, yeah Laurel, um, Coral. Laurel, yeah. What?
3: If your name's if the first letter of your name is a V, Victoria, Veronica, you're out. You don't get to be included.
1: <laughs> Give me Tina on there over over here. them.
3: Well, Tina's Tina not win championship. I don't, I don't
1: care. care. You can't tell the oh. story of the challenge without Tina threatening to kick Beth at Beth's
2: yep. ass. I think if you do like a non-winners and a winners Mount Rushmore, that'd be better. If it's a non-winners Mount Rushmore, then definitely Tina's on there. I would put Nani on there. I would put, um, who else hasn't won?
3: Listen, I'm just mad now.
2: DM DM would be on the non-winners Mount Rushmore. I'm
3: mad now. I'm mad that she put herself on Tori.
2: (laughs) She's a three-time winner. I'll give her that. I'll give her that.
3: When was the last time she won?
2: Um,
1: she, she won some of those like. Infernal one, seasons. maybe?
3: None she of us had children yet.
2: I, I think I was still in high school.
3: <laughs> I hadn't gone through puberty yet. <laughs> Nobody cares, Veronica. And she won back when it was carnival games.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes. that's that's the knock on like Veronica's seasons when it was carnival games, when like it didn't have to be like a great competitor. It was a lot of teams and stuff as well. Yes. So she'd get carried by an entire team of people and it's like, oh well she won. Like Rachel, much bigger, better performer than and Veronica.
3: we've seen Veronica compete since then when it's not carnival games, and we saw how she competed.
2: The only season she did well was uh dirty thirty.
3: The one is that the one where she uh eliminated Anissa? Yes. Yeah. She did well on that one.
2: She did well. That's the only one in recent memory that she did well. I would I would definitely say Cara Maria is the only one that she got definitely right. Cara Maria, I'll put Laurel up there.
3: You know who's never gonna come on this show now? Veronica.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ask
1: Veronica. You never know.
3: She's like this over here talking <laughs> about me and I'll be like ironic enough to be my mother please chill <laughs> oh
2: man I was just is anything to anything with Tori like he's not even in this era that, that that's
1: very recent that that seems very recent
3: Sam is better because... than Tori I w- Sam isn't on every freaking season
2: no you know who has a stronger argument from this generation than Tori Ashley Mitchell no, yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. She has a sure. much
1: stronger argument. That's a good shout, Ashley. Yeah, uh,
3: I'm just mad now.
1: Let me set up a fight between Cher and Veronica.
3: I'll How would you do in a room. hall brawl? Can I bring my crutch? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm ready.
1: uh all right everybody let's get out of here what an absurd show so peeling back the curtain you know what sp3 let's actually do one more thing before we we get out of here (laughs) sp3 will know where this is going once we get started on it so there's a there's an alleged other person who's part of this show who was uh very excited for his one-year anniversary oh, to be I,
3: I saw that. I was confused because I don't think he's ever been on the show when I've been on it.
1: <laughs> he's very excited for his one-year anniversary on this show. Here are the messages he sends me, by the way. Oh, boy. He, he sends me these messages of... Hey, can I be on this week to review the first round, which I assume he means hockey, not basketball. Mm-hmm. He said It's also my one year anniversary episode. And I said, yes. And yesterday he says, I have an idea for a bit tomorrow, for tomorrow. I'm no sure bit. you'll hate it. I'm sure you'll hate it. No, I, what didn't- was you I didn't respond to that at all. I just assumed it was something with like the abs and the Seattle and stuff. Yeah. I didn't respond to that at all. I sent him the link at 936 after we were wrapping up our basketball talk. This not here. He was so excited to do his, this is not a bit by the way, he is not backstage and like, I'm not bringing him on or anything. Just completely didn't show up. So excited. No to show one year anniversary. I got this bit planned. It's
3: going to be great. Maybe the that's the bit. Maybe him not showing up.
2: A great bit. He, that's the best bit he's
3: ever that's, done on yeah, the show. honestly <laughs> the that's, best he,
1: bit he's ever he done
3: up listen <laughs> he posted that and I was so confused because, <laughs> like I am on this show every I've been on this show while I'm at the salon. I have been like I am on this I think the only week that I missed was when I was having surgery in the middle of the show.
1: We tried to get you from the dentist office. You did. I feel like you've done one from the dentist office.
3: I'm pretty yeah. sure. I... She is. She is. My mom won't quit calling me. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think he's ever been on when I'm on. So I'm so confused by all of this. And when he says, I have a great bit that I want to do and you're going to hate it. Okay, think that through before you say that sentence. But also, this entire show is a bit. So, yeah. like, we don't need your extra bits. Like, <laughs> we just had a whole conversation about Fuckboy Island. Like, what?
1: You you know how this show is a bit? Is this is allegedly a wrestling channel, and this is the only exactly. non wrestling show on the channel. Unless, you know, you guys do like a tier list that is also non-wrestling, but it's still FMC adjacent. Like, that's how this whole show is a bit, is this is a wrestling channel and... I'm like, uh, you know, Sean calls in the weeds a Vanity Project. At least that adds some content to a wrestling channel. This is legitimately a Vanity Project. Um, I messaged SP3 of like, I want to do a show about basketball. Do you want to do this? And then it evolved into reality television and Cher joining us. Strong
3: Style is a Vanity Project. (laughs) I said, you're giving me a show on the channel. And that's what it became. By the way, Carmella. At least,
1: again, that's wrestling adjacent. There's no wrestling on
3: There's honest. no wrestling. My post, congratulations to Carmella and Corey Graves also. Yes, on yes. Pregnancy, very happy for them. She liked my post where I said I was um, praising her because she is the only person that I talked about from Hall of Fame because she had the best <laughs> Hall of Fame. So she liked my post. Shout out to them. Congratulations to them. Very happy for them. She is going to be a super mom.
1: Well, and suck- <laughs> uh, his one-year anniversary, what better way to celebrate the one-year anniversary than him not showing up and doing the work, which basically surmises his year yeah. here at I, FNC.
3: That was the best gift he could give me for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Bye, everybody. (laughs) Sherry, do you want to plug anything? I will let you guys plug stuff.
3: Um, Yeah, check out the new Strong Style on this here channel. Um, It went up Sunday. So check that out. And check out my channel. Because we have episode two of Schooled Up with my children. Reed did not talk about Hulk Hogan and Hornswoggle (laughs) this time. But he did decide he was a podiatrist and start telling me that I have excess skin on my feet in the middle of the show. So, hmm. you know, you win some, you lose some.
1: <laughs> oh, SV3. Let them know where they can find you at.
2: Follow me on the Twitter machine here. At True Hill SP3. Uh, got a new interview up on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel with Nick Aldis, uh, talking about his return to impact wrestling, his matchup with Cody, what it meant to his career, Cody's career, all that good stuff. So go over and check that out. It's doing really well so far. Thank you to everyone who subscribed to True Hill Heat. We've done uh 6,000 subscribers we hit this past weekend. So thank you for that. And <laughs> Thank you. And tomorrow, apparently, from what Jeremy tells me, me and Cher with our One Tree Hill character tier list, some of the most fun. That and and me and Maggie doing the OC tier list. Most fun I've had.
3: We're on the same page through the whole thing. It was great
2: yes yes it was it's gonna we're, we got one choice that it should make people angry and i love my description of the end of everyone we put uh, we put that person over
3: <laughs> and we had to make a whole tier for one person <laughs> here because he's such a useless dumb character um and also you had to see me dress like a normal human because i had to go to career day that day so i actually
1: wait. okay well look- you said you, mentioned, you said you mentioned the show on career day. How did this come about?
3: Oh, yes. So um, I went into career day and, like, not one kid in eighth grade. First off, why are we having career day for eighth graders? They don't even, like, they don't even change their underwear regularly. And they want to have a career day. So, whatever. So I go in there for career day and um, I bribe these kids with suckers because my nephew told me that this is the bad class. So I'm like, oh, they're going to. And um, I'm talking about like my regular job and, you know, how boring it is and all that jazz. And then I'm like and then I also like as a hobby do podcasting stuff. And they were like, do you have a YouTube channel? And I'm like, well, I do. But it's just my kids roasting me right now. But, and then I wasn't even going to mention Mary-Kate Nashley because, like, they were no longer popular when these kids were born. <laughs> they don't know. They didn't know who Hulk Hogan was. If we're, I mean, like, it That's was, good. they yeah. didn't know who Hulk Hogan was. They didn't know who, they'd never heard of Macho Man. I'm like, this is a sad state of affairs. Of affairs. <laughs> but I was like, I have a show that I do every week where um it's on a wrestling channel, but we don't talk about wrestling. They talk about NBA and I pretend I know what they're talking about. And then we talk about reality TV, and they try to find me a husband. <laughs> all these kids are like, okay. like And they have to take <laughs> notes throughout this. So they're freaking taking notes, and they're probably like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it was fun. I got to, you know, like, I told them all about. Like what my friends in wrestling media do and everything and got to tell them like you don't have to decide what you're going to be when you're in eighth grade or even when you're a senior in high school like you can you know i i told them when i first went to school i was going for psychology and then my undergrad is sociology i have a minor in criminal justice and then my master's degree is communications with focus in digital marketing and pr like i have every career covered (laughs) i'm like you don't have to decide you know i'm i told him i was getting ready to be 30 and i had really just figured out what i wanted to do so but it was fun i still don't know why i had to talk to eighth graders they could have sent me in to talk to high schoolers but you know (laughs) whatever so very
1: nice hopefully our you know our demographic for the eighth graders goes up and then they'll be very confused by this whole show together
3: I sent the link to uh, Overbooked to my nephew and told him to send it. Oh, I also oh. have never felt shorter in my life than being a <laughs> great boy. One boy wasn't taller than me, and that's one of my nephews. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're all just towering over. I'm like, what? I am not this short. Some of the girls were taller than me. I'm like, are these kids on steroids? <laughs> What the fuck is happening here like why are kids all kids these... grow
1: so fast now they I'm do
3: five seven why are all of these kids i've been the same height since i was in eighth grade. why are all these kids taller than me? my nephew is gonna be 14 at the end of this month and he's already taller than me and i'm like get away i don't like you anymore <laughs> i liked you when you were short like hate it hate it so much and i can't wear heels right now <sighs>
1: Sure, <laughs> but share Delaware. feel better i hope your 70 year old body heals up uh, for the next time you have to you have to travel and it's not quite as bad for you yeah
3: in three weeks
1: <laughs> uh, guys we will be back uh next week talking nba playoffs we will see kind of what the mood sp3 is in after the lakers and the warriors play a handful of games um, I think, by the way, be, just so misinformation is not out there, uh, One Tree Hill probably go up on Thursday. Now that I think about the schedule in my head, I completely forgot that uh, Indeed airs on Wednesdays, so Thursday would be uh, a good Thursday. spot for Thank for that. You. Yes, Thursday, not tomorrow, not Wednesday. Thursday will be the One Tree Hill um, tier list with Share Delaware and SP3 guys. Check out everything else we got going on on Fight Books. It's a lot of wrestling stuff uh, that you may or may not care about. Uh, just watch, watch this stuff. I'm terrible at these plugs on this show. Ass man. Bye, everybody.